Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're finishing our Invisible series today. We've been looking at faith over the last six weeks. Romans 4.17 says this, This is what the scriptures mean when God told him, this is Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. How cool is that? Abraham became the father of many nations because he believed in the God. There's only one God who brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing. That is what faith does. That's what this invisible series is about. The God who brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing. Is that the God you believe in today? Is it? Yeah? Yeah. The God who brings, the God who creates, the God who takes what is dead and breathes life into it, the God who takes something that does not exist yet and creates it, that's our God. So we've looked at the journey of faith. We've looked at the faith test. Today we're looking at the language of faith. Faith has a language. Quite often families have a language. Quite often countries, well, absolutely countries have a language. People groups have a language. Each generation has a language. I've heard of twins having their own language. Yeah? Faith also has a language. Many people learn another language. Is anyone in this room here today speak more than one language? Yeah? Some, some people are going like this. Well, sort of. I'm getting there. I can say, un, deux, trois. Something like that. Eins, zwei, drei. Yeah, I can count in many languages to three. So, <laughs> It's not going to get me far when I'm over there. (laughs) Do you speak the language of faith? That's my question today. Do you speak the language of faith? What is the language of faith? You may think that the language of faith is all about what we say. And you'd be partly right. But you would be... if, if If you think that that's all it is, you would be missing a very important truth about the language of faith. The language of faith does not start with what we say. The language of faith starts with what God says. The language of faith starts with what God says. With what he is saying. God speaks through his word to us. And he speaks through something else that is very important that some people don't have going in their world, in their life. And it's this. He speaks through dreams and he speaks through visions. Acts 2.17 says this. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. The language of faith is the language of the Holy Spirit. 
And the language of the Holy Spirit is dreams and visions. The Holy Spirit speaks to us as we pray. He speaks to us as we read his word. He comes to us and speaks and he shows us things. He lights up our imagination. He wants to get hold of this thing called our imagination and he wants us to start to create with our imagination. The Holy Spirit gives us dreams and visions of things that don't currently exist. And there's a reason for that, because he wants us to see them and to believe and for them to exist. C3 Church, the movement, started with a dream and a vision. It did not exist until that happened. The school that Paul was at, Emmaus Christian School, it started with a dream and a vision of a group of parents that wanted to see something happen. We have some, some friends that... When they got married, they were praying and they had a dream and a vision of their six children, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, and every name. And they have those six children now, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, (laughs) and every name. The Olivers are over in Edinburgh They went and planted a church out of here because of a dream and a vision in their heart that now exists. We see it through the Bible. Joseph, before he was carried off into slavery, he had a dream of a bigger and brighter future. And it took a long time for that to happen. If you, if you know the story of Joseph, you will see the ups. Well, actually, it was an up, and then it was a down, 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 pretty much, until in the end it was a God moved for him. It took a long time. But that dream was a blueprint from God of the future Joseph would have, something for him to hold on to. Moses was given a vision and a dream of the tabernacle while he was at Mount Sinai for those 40 days. And he came out of that and he built it. He had a dream. Abram was childless. And God didn't just, he didn't just say, I'm going to make you the father to many, Abram. God said, I'm going to make you the father to many and come and see how big this vision is. Look up and look at the stars. He gave him a vision I have a friend who, when her daughter was in her 12 to 14 age group, was really going through a very hard time, and she did not know what to do. She tried everything. She, she tried everything. Well, they, as parents, they tried everything. And one day she was praying, and God gave her a vision of this beautiful daughter of hers, totally different and set free. And she, when she saw that vision, she began to focus on that vision and pray into that vision and declare into that vision. And I want to tell you, that whole thing changed because she had a vision. What we're sitting in today started with a vision. Do you know that you and I began as a vision? 
before we were created. We were seen. God saw us before he created us. We were seen before we were seen. Jeremiah 1 says, I knew you before I formed you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. That word for new is actually to see. God saw us. He had a vision of us before he created us. He had a picture, a purpose, a destiny. All our days prepared. It started with a vision. How's your vision? Do you have one? Is there there a dream in your heart? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to your imagination and for dreams to flow in your life? Or is your life merely just this one-dimensional, transactional, limited to the five senses that we have? I want to tell you today, there is more. God wants to fill each one of us, every one of you, with dreams and visions. They are the language of the Holy Spirit. They are the language of faith. Begin to pray. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to show you if you don't, if that's not something that happens in your life. Ask him to show you. The language of faith is dreams and visions. The language of faith is secondly, the spoken word. You will have heard many people say this. The first purpose of words was not for communication, but for creation. The first purpose of words was not for communication, but creation. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was. Hebrews 11. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. They were created by the Word of God. Words were used firstly to create. Have you forgotten that? There is power in what you say. There is power in the spoken word and that has never ever changed. I heard a pastor talking a couple of years ago and her and her husband left Australia and moved to another Um, nation to start a church and they have four children and going and starting anything, I mean starting anything new a business, a church, whatever start a church you're going to get all sorts of opposition and one of the casualties she said of them going over there was uh, one of their sons he found it really hard it was like the, the devil tried to come in in that zone, in their world, in their family. And her son became addicted to drugs and there was, it was just, it was a nightmare. And she said, this is what I did. I mean, obviously they did lots of things, but this is what she did as far as her battle and her fight. She said, I went into his room every day when he wasn't there and I started speaking Psalm 1. 
Blessed is the man who does not sit. And it goes on and it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night, and he will be like a tree, firmly planted. His leaf will... He, anyway, and he's... All of that. I can say it all. <laughs> I haven't got it all in my head right now. But she spoke that. She spoke that in, over her child for days and days and days because the spoken word creates... It makes a difference. Ezekiel 37, the, the Spirit takes Ezekiel to the place of dry bones. And he doesn't ask Ezekiel to pray for the bones. He doesn't ask Ezekiel to just believe that the bones will reform into people and be full of life again. He doesn't do that. No, he says, he, he commands Ezekiel to prophesy over the bones. He commands him to speak to them, to command the life to come back into them and then to command the breath to come back into them. I'm telling you there is power in the spoken word of God. God wants us to declare what we see so that we will actually see it here. We see it when he shows it to us but if we want to see it in the physical realm, we have to start to declare it. The first reason for the spoken word was to create, not just communicate. I want to ask you, what do you need to start prophesying over your life? What is God asking you to speak to? Don't just accept what's going on. Oh, well can't really do anything about it. Well, actually, you can. You are not helpless. You are not hopeless. You have not been left without. Two Corinthians 4 says this, but having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. We believe and we speak. When the doctors told us that our youngest would not walk, he said he, he will not walk. Paul shook his hand and he said, thank you, but you're wrong. He will, and he does, and he runs. And he rides, don't you say? <laughs> what we say has immense power. Proverbs 18:21 says, "Those who love to talk will experience the consequences, for the tongue can kill or nourish life. What is your tongue doing in your life? Is it bringing life or death into, into your world? The language of faith is dreams and visions. It's the words we speak. And finally, the language of faith is praise. Romans 4. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. 
Abraham grew strong in faith by giving glory to God, which literally means honour, praise and worship. Abraham's faith grew while he was waiting on his promise by praising and worshipping God. As he was praising, his faith was growing. That's what it means to magnify God. It means to make him bigger over our life. It means to make him bigger over our situation. And as he gets bigger, everything else gets smaller. Yeah? As we magnify him, everything else bows its knee. So you may think we sing songs in church for the fun of it, but we don't. We don't. We understand that praise and worship and thanksgiving are languages of faith. And we want to build your faith while you're here. We, we want your, your, your faith to be filled so that when you face a, a battle, anything that's thrown at you, as you praise God and as you declare his goodness and his mercy, you're actually defeating everything that's trying to come against you. And as we get into that place, faith comes and, and we're strengthened and it grows. That's what Abraham did and his faith grew. That's what Paul and Silas did. When they were in a, in a prison cell, they were beaten and thrown into a prison cell. And the Bible says they began to praise God. And I'm sure at the very beginning, they probably were just singing a little bit. But as they began to praise, and they praised and they praised, and all of a sudden, the shackles fell from their arms and their feet and the jail doors opened like that. The band could come up. Actually, the band is probably out in there. Can you get them to come in here? It's all right, Miles is gone. It's you. Can we shut our eyes across the auditorium today, please? Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence in this room today. Holy Spirit, touched by your presence Father I pray that you would help us God to see what you have for each one of us Lord, for those of us whose, whose vision is, is out of focus or just are not sure, God, I pray that you would bring clarity, God, clarity in Jesus' name to the vision that you have. 
Lord, for those of us that need to begin to speak and declare, God, and create, Lord, over our futures, God, over our finances, God, over our children, God. For, for those of us that need to be able to, to, to start doing that, God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that, that you would bring impetus for that, God, that you would bring, Lord Jesus, a, a, a real fight on the inside to declare your word. And Lord, I pray, God, that we would be people who worship and praise you. Lord, and as we do that, God, jail cells open, Lord. Shackles fall, God. Lord, faith is built in Jesus' name. That we would be people that speak the language of faith. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, touch everyone. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.